Your inner geek wants to come out and play. But where to go? Join Vernon Wells, the ultimate club where you and your fellow geeks can hang out, play games, and just nerd out 24-7. Whether you love RPGs, video games, or are just a major fan of sci-fi and geek culture, Vernon Wells has something for everyone. Let your geek flag fly at Vernon Wells. Sign up today and see for yourself. VNW.club. That's VNW.club. Ladies, gentlemen, geeks of all ages, you are now entering BJ Shea's Geek Nation. Welcome. Yes, welcome to BJ Shea's Geek Nation. I am the Reverend in Fuego. Across from me is Vicky Barcelona. Hello. We've got the show's namesake, BJ Shea. Reaching on high, brother. And running the boards is Joey D's. Wow. <laughs> on today's show, we will talk Preacher. We'll talk Legion. We'll get some information about D23 from Gareth Von Kallenbach. And of course, the Geek Sheet with Vicky B. Vicky, how can people get a hold of us? Get a hold of us via our website, bjgeeknation.com. Because we're going to have our podcast blogs more. more. Uh, but just BJ Geek Nation on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, iTunes, as well as the radio.com app. That, oh, yeah, that's the one. Yep, you just put, type that in and you'll find us. It's exactly. Easy. And uh, we mentioned before, BJ said, hey, everyone, give us some five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts. Please do. And maybe we'll read your reviews. Hey, guess what we've gotten? A couple of five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts. Yeah, read it, buddy. I want to give a shout-out to a couple of them that have done so far. We've got Sup AH and then six, seven ones after that. So super with lots of ones after it. Oh, super. Like, hey, you're super, man. Yeah. yeah. Uh, gave us a five-star. Thanks, great buddy. podcast. Fun Woo. and geeky. That's us. That's a nice one. Uh, another person, Mark D 81 said, we have a fantastic podcast, and they totally love listening to the show. And then one that came from Big Daddy Cool 60. He said, Daddy Cool. Yep. It was a funny podcast, but BJ needs to stop yelling Von Kallenbach. Oh, really? <laughs> but that's that's like, it's Gareth. He never thing. said you couldn't whisper it or um, sing it. Yeah. That's Gareth's brand, man. Gareth Von Kallenbach. I've been doing that since Gareth was a child. Yeah, I know. Since we started this podcast many years ago. Von Kallenbach. <laughs> thank oh, you. Oh, that's cute. So, yeah, seriously, thank you guys so much. Give us those five-star reviews if you can spend the time. And I'll, if you... do, I'll do it like Mooncake. Oh, oh, really? Instead of Truckity, I'm going to Wow. Yeah, for Final Space fans. Can we uh, leave now? Uh, yeah, I <laughs> no, think we're I'm done with that. I think we're done I think we're done reading people's reviews now. Yeah. Yeah, and, uh, yeah please do. <laughs> but yeah, seriously, yeah. thank you guys for yeah. giving us those five stars. Leave us them good reviews because, uh, you know, we had a couple people that heard one bad show that wasn't even us. Uh, and so we've decided. But they, unfortunately, they just kept, they, their, their review was like at the top. And we're like, <laughs> no, we're not that show. We had one guy who for some reason just was mad about politics. And we told him, hey, stop talking about it. Now he left. It's just us. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and we don't talk politics in the show. We talk we about... We try not to. It's the geeky stuff that we love. It's all about that geek, baby. Now, one of the things that is going on is that Preacher's back for its fourth season. Yay! Yeah, it is. And final season. Exactly. Everything's ending again. I know. Like, uh, we're getting into, like, this year is the ending of so many things. Gotham was done. Yeah. Game of Thrones ended. Yeah. Legion. Legion, which we'll talk about in a little bit. And so far, of the two of the three, of the two of the three you mentioned, including this fourth 
forth with Preacher, we haven't really been a big fan of how Gotham and how Game of Thrones ended, really. Yeah. I'm I hoping... Mean, I, I was it. mostly okay with Gotham. I like, the last better. episode kind of sucked, but the next to last episode, the penultimate, was yeah. actually the good ending. Right. I wanted the last episode to be better. I, I liked how they ended it, but there was just... Unfortunately, you couldn't have the actors the way we've known them, mm-hmm. and that's what was really sad, was yeah. that, oh, I, I, I like the idea of it, but... Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, one thing I found online, Screen Rant posted a uh, reason why Preacher's arse face is better than the comic version. So the television oh, really? version is better than the comic version. And what it boiled hmm. down to was the fact that Eugene in the Preacher TV series, known as Arse Face in the comics, was more of just a one-hit joke. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, it was it was a kid who tried to commit suicide in honor of his hero, Kurt Cobain. And that was in the comics. In the comics, and it didn't work out that way. And then he ended up becoming a, uh, a pop singer, and he kind of forced gumping his way through life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then finally settling down with a one-eyed lady. And in this one, he's more of an integral part, getting sent to literal hell mm-hmm. and then dealing with all of these things. And just the fact that he he is a much more complex character. He's still naive, but he's not stupid. And he's no. having these real conversations with the he's characters. He's very and, hopeful. Yeah. He's also always entwined with Hitler, which is hilarious. <laughs> and, now, and, now he's in, and now he's entwined with the saint of all killers, if you have a Yeah, and that's yeah. what they even say with this, that it's almost into a, like a buddy cop sort it's of really, thing at this point. Yeah, know, that's a, the weird... It's yeah, almost like yeah. Rick and Morty if oh, Rick no. was a little bit more... Dark. Stoic? Yeah. No, dark. he's dark. No, he's dark. Rick's yeah. pretty dark. Well, yeah, I should say, yeah, Rick's Rick's dark, but Rick at least is comedically dark. Yeah. Like, yeah, the saint of all killers is just, just like boom. miserable dark. And so uh, the first couple seasons or episodes of this new season is out for Preacher. Yeah. I haven't had good. a chance to see it it's because good. I still need to watch season three. It's good. I'll catch up. But yeah. you guys are loving it? Yeah, it's. Mm-hmm. I, I like it a lot. It's good. I mean, I'm going to be sad when it goes, but I'm really digging where it's going. And and uh, every, you know, it's it's yeah, so good. Really? Yeah. I, I, I now it's on AMC, by the way, if you want to catch it. And that's one of those ones that it's Garth Ennis's uh, show, mm-hmm. and also with the boys coming out and uh, the season one of the boys having yeah. uh, done. It's like it's very interesting to see these, uh, like. Garth Ennis really doesn't like the superhero genre, so either he's not going to deal with it, like what you do with Preacher. There's not; it's not a superhero I, show. I feel though, like he or also, he's going to lampoon it with the boys. I think he also has a thing like where it's a very like a man against God kind of vibe in a lot mm-hmm. of his stories. It feels like man against or, mores too, because you get that with the boys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and uh, but it's he is effed up. Some of the scenes are like. <laughs> I, 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 can't, I don't even want to say it because I don't yeah. think I'm supposed to say it. I don't want to spoil it, but also I don't think I can yeah, say it. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's, well, let's just, just say, say Cassidy's. You're talking about Cassidy. Yeah, they, getting tortured. They they torture him yeah. by performing a uh, Jewish tradition on him over and over again. Like, what you get done when you're a little baby? No, little baby boy. Yeah, really? that gets done a lot. Because, Why they because he's a vampire and they keep feeding him blood, so he keeps regenerating. Oh, and the beautiful thing man. is, just, and this is what I love about it. So ridiculous. They turn that actually into a money making business this torture of him oh geez which is even more funny when you realize they've That's turned it terrible into, it's an assembly line for a wonderful product oh. and um here, keep your fingers crossed because very soon on our main radio show we're going to have seth rogan as a guest and uh seth of course instrumental behind both preacher and the boys yeah want to ask him how he feels about preacher coming to an end and how everyone's receiving the boys so it'll be interesting to hear what seth has to say and also seth loves comic books so we'll see if he's mm-hmm. got some 
something else because so far he's knocked it out of the park with yeah. both of these shows. Right. I'm, I'm sure you have some suggestions for him. I may have some. <laughs> um, so keep your fingers crossed. We may have that uh, to have that. Seth Rogen talking about both on an upcoming episode of Geek Nation. We will let you know. I really hope that. Uh, another show we did mention uh, is Legion. And Legion yeah, is, man. well, Legion it's, finished. It's, it's done. done. Yeah, it's over. And how do you guys feel about it? And uh, Joe, did you see the last episode of Legion? I've I know Vicky did. I watched it all. Hi. I'll sum up this entire season for you. Hmm. I don't like time travel. <laughs> don't do time travel. <laughs> it's dumb. And that is my review of the season. This is really interesting. I found an article on Digital Spy that spoils it. So, got, by the way, guys, we're going to be talking about the potential ending of this show. So, like, uh, just be wary of Spoilers. that. Spoilers. Absolutely. Uh, I didn't realize. I thought they weren't going to be dealing with Charles Xavier in the show. Yeah. And it looks like they decided to go whole hog with this yeah, one. Daenerys' uh, crown, melty crown brother plays uh, Charles Xavier. Harry Lloyd and he does a great job. How do you? Oh, okay. I was about to say it's like, yeah. how do you feel about his? I like you. Harry Lloyd's a great actor, mm-hmm. so I was happy to hear that he was the guy. Uh, and also the um, and I, let me see if I can get her name. Uh, Gabrielle, uh, what's the heck of her name? Uh, I'm sorry, it's uh, Stephanie Corneliuson who plays Gabrielle. Uh, Gabrielle, and also she's in Mr. Robot as um, oh, she's a the woman with the baby in Mr. Robot, uh, and I can't remember the the, the, the character that shot. Uh, Basically, I, I'm forgetting. I forget everybody. Anyway, she's a Mr. Robot, and she's really good. Uh, yeah, dark haired. She's good. Yeah, dark haired woman with the baby, uh, and uh, she's good. I like both of them as mom as pop and mom. And so this is a, a thing that I didn't even realize that they would maybe possibly be doing, and maybe this is something that they can set up a future show because I think this is a Fox show, but now that's owned by Disney, so who knows what's going on with all of this? Well, it's a big reset. They reset the. Whole, I mean, basically, they yeah. went back to square one at the end of this episode, which means they all get to live their lives without, if you will, the abuse. This is. The take on Legion Rev was very, very interesting. But now, do you have information maybe saying they're going to do something with Charles well, in this? Well, just the fact that it does do the cosmic reset and the fact that now, as opposed to um, to having David being alone and not knowing his father, that now his father will be an, a part of his life. Yeah. And he will actually start up the school for, well, he said he wants to be a teacher. Yeah, which is so mm-hmm. great. Which kind of leads into maybe this is now forming of the X-Men and this maybe. is a chance for them to introduce the X-Men and that they can bring this all in together. I'm a little confused on a few things just because I started looking on IMDb trying to get names and stuff, but it says here that his mother's last name was Holler, which is also his last name and his sister's last name, his adopted sister. Yeah. So I'm wondering if it was her family that took him in. He was adopted. He, he He was just sent to a whole different family. Okay. Well, that's weird because they had the same last name as his mother. She, well, I'm uh, looking at the IMDb, wait, and it, apparently it's, uh, it's Gabrielle, Gabrielle Holler? Holler. Really? Yeah. Maybe that's just so they can oh, signify okay. and show. Maybe they're just like they're like this is definitely his mother. On IMDb, on, they got her as Gabrielle. They don't have her last name. On, oh, on they the had one it on I this have. one. Yeah, that's interesting. Well, that's huh. I thought mm-hmm. that yeah, I don't know. I that, I don't know, and I I have to go back and see if they said his mom's name was Gabrielle at all on the show. So my big thing about this season is it's essentially a standalone show. The season four, you don't need mm-hmm. the other three seasons. 
seasons of the show. No. Really? Yeah, it's really, uh, and that's what really makes me angry about it. You need it. season one. You don't. Well, this is season three. I mean, well, this you is do, season three. This is three, season sorry, three. One, two, three, yeah. You need season one to realize the, the abusive nature of Farouk. I think you need to know what was in his head and know this is the same guy in his head in order to be able to at least understand the significance of why David is trying to eradicate this being from existence. Because season one, you see that he's completely tortured by this creature in his head. That's the only reason I'd say you need season one. Season one, he fights the government. And that yeah. just gets thrown away and doesn't matter in the last season. Season two, he essentially fights Farouk, who also doesn't matter. Because in season three, he fights the world. But then they reset it. So it's like, what's the whole point of the first two seasons if you're going to tell me that four dimensional beings in season three are really the main character of the show? Because that's what they kind of allude at the end. Yeah, and I, you know, I want to go back and watch it to see if these fourth dimensional beings are hinted at at all before this, because Switch is definitely, we see her. That's the tough part. The most important part of this show was introduced in season three, and you're kind of like, well, we just met her, really? Is she going to be that important? Guess she is. I will say this, and I'm going to go do a super throwback. Okay. Um, I would, would ask my son in 20 years to go back and watch this show. I'll tell you why. Oh, when, wow. I was, when I was a younger person and loved Star Trek and all that stuff, they came out with a show called Space 1999, first season of Space 1999. It was a British show, mm-hmm. and it was slow and painful. There was no action. It was weird. I'm like, what is going on? And so much the, so much so that the show was that unsuccessful, but still successful enough to give it another try in syndication. Season two was completely different, more action, and it is considered the worst season of the two because some people felt that Space 1999 season one was a brilliant thinking man's 2001 Space Odyssey toned show. Oh. And I would say Legion is the same thing, but if you're going in expecting it to be something more than that, you will be severely disappointed. This is a thinky show. You're supposed to get into the trippiness of it. And frankly, the psychological and sociological and emotional thing, that's what this show has always been about with characters that we know. And you would be disappointed like I was with Space 1999 looking for some space action. Yeah. I think that's why Joe's disappointed because it's a journey that you thought was going to go somewhere, but it didn't go where you thought it was going to go because it's supposed to be superheroes. This is a wonderful, brilliant show that unfortunately is about people we know, which sets unfair expectations. I completely disagree. I think they threw out. I I actually think that this show got lucky in the sense that it got a third season and they wrapped it up because there is a storyline. Like Mm -hmm. you can tell they had a beginning and an end, but I think it was either rushed or not thoroughly thought out or planned because this season leaves you with this feeling of, well, why did these characters have to go on this journey? And there's no answer because they get erased. And so the idea is that you're, you should have been following the fourth dimensional creature's uh, path to finding out how to fix timelines instead of David because you don't care about David at the end. Right. You get left with this feeling of, well, David and his lover don't matter because they get erased and baby David gets born into a new world. But that only works because the fourth dimensional creature is the one that fixes everything. And I believe the show is about child abuse. And that's what it's always well, been about. You can have themes in a show, yeah, yeah, regardless they, if they're good they, or bad. They it's went just, deep what, on it, man. But, but what's your feeling afterwards? They need a, a superhero fourth dimensional being for David to get fixed. Yeah, and I don't know. <laughs> so I don't. I, yeah. yeah, that's kind of the Deus Ex Machina when you're like, well, we need to kind of bring it around. So I kind of get that sort of thing, but I do feel like it's one of those things like when, and I'm going to agree with BJ on this end when you don't think that a show is going to go the way it goes. 
or you want it to go, you're going to have certain issues with it. I think that when you say that this ultimately doesn't matter, I think when you're looking at something like this, that it does matter because like Charles remembers, he's like, I'm going to be this teacher and I'm going to start this whole new thing. And that thus breaks the cycle of child abuse in terms of I'm going to be there for my son now. And maybe that we can alleviate or avoid all of these issues that brought him to this if point. I, if I was Joey's age, I don't think I would have liked it yeah. either. That's the key. Is like uh, I'm thinking of Joey where he's at now in his life, and I'm not sure I would have liked the show oh, either. I, I like what they did with Charles's character. My point is that when you, you go into a show believing that there are gods and that these gods are trying to become better humans, right? Because the, there are a bunch of humans they interact with, and then the, the, the chick, the mom of David, literally goes, I am insane because I live among gods and I'm not told there are gods. Hmm, good call. So I she goes that. crazy. But the idea is that you, you, don't, you don't get to live two lives so that you can learn a lesson, right? That's why the fourth dimensional creature paradox kind of breaks the show for me because they don't learn the lessons. Charles gets the advantage of living two lives, and so does Farouk, but they don't explain how that works. You don't think they learned the lesson, that scene where Farouk showed younger Farouk exactly why he you know, he was a petty man. He goes, here's what happened that you don't know yet. And then he realized, oh, this was his redemption. I didn't realize I was such an a-hole and caused such problems, including maybe almost ending the entire world by being so abusive to this child. You don't, you why, don't see Why that? does he get to keep those memories? Why does David and the main character disappear while Farouk and Charles Xavier get the advantage of living 40 extra years in the show? even though they're not the one of them's not a main character if that makes sense like they disappear the main characters disappear and the sub characters are the ones that are supposed to learn the lesson and well keep that's living. very timey wimey yeah that, that's and, right. that's, that's, and yeah, I mean it goes right. back that's, to your original yeah, argument that, that is time very timey wimey time travel does screw with everything yeah because everyone's it, got a different definition of what happens when time the timeline gets disrupted yeah and this one here was back to the future it was like Marty was dis- Marty would have disappeared Marty. and that's exactly what they, they Marty McFlyed out which you're like alright I guess there's no alternate timeline because they're gone well but to your point well to this point if mm-hmm. they had gone the same route with Charles Xavier and everything, I would have loved that idea of child abuse getting fixed over being able to see a different perspective. But the fact that it's not the people that actually got affected by it getting to be able to train and teach and learn and then love, it's instead just the bad guy being like, not going to do that because I'll end up dead. So yeah. it's a really yeah. weird like huh. feeling at the end of the show. Yeah, I feel like though Farouk did actually become a better guy than I thought. It was like, that was the surprise. I thought for sure Farouk was going to be an a-hole the whole time. Then he turned out he was reformed. He, he was going back and forth at, you know, at the at the beginning of the season, Farouk was working with the guys to stop David and you didn't know, is he a good guy? Then he did something where he let everybody know where they were and it's like, oh, now he's going to get with David and do what? And so Farouk turns out I think was a good guy, unless you're right, Joe. The only reason he was doing it was just so he wouldn't die. It's so hard to know. It'll be interesting to see this now because I I I, I kind of want to binge it. I do too, and just see it, how how it works. Just like boom, one after another, and see if it's more disjointed, like you're saying, Joe, or if it actually works together. It's hard too to binge it because there are like little entire so episodes trippy. that don't have anything to do with the storyline. Yeah, so you get yeah. like to four, five episode five and six, and you're like, why are we? But now not that you know anything? how it goes, no, it's I, I'm not even kidding you. There's like a big bad wolf, three little pigs 
whole story well, that is a, a 60 minute episode. That's got to be a metaphor though that episode. Which, well, that's yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah. You got to look into the deeper meaning, yeah, Joe. There's got to be a deeper you meaning. Gotta, than, yeah. You can explain that in 10 minutes. That's my problem is it's like there's the entire Well, now you're yeah. just now, well, now you're just arguing see, about show, art. And that shows an art piece. Yeah, that's it, the thing. That's, that's it's yeah, yeah, it's one of the few shows that like, It's an art piece. It is. It's just between all yeah. the singing and the weird There are so many characters you can't spend 60 minutes on two. I did like that episode though just because I did too. I love that episode. I had fun watching it. I love that guy from See, the now I'm more intrigued to watch wolf. it now because he, I want to just I want to I want to watch it and, and just make comments Joe, in that episode and be like, yeah. "Hey Joe, this is why you're wrong." He's also, uh, the wolf is also Jay from the show Big Mouth. So yeah, that oh, that's funny. funny. And, and, and the thing is, again, I really and I, you know, I mean, it's hard to tell Joey D's. Look, in 20 years, you'll have a different idea. I mean, but that, yeah. it's I, because right, I know what he's thinking. I feel it in his body. The same thing with me. It was like I did not appreciate Space 1999. I bought the Blu-ray. I sat and watched it. In, like 30 to 40 35 years later and I'm like how did I not like this show Space, this is so great season wow. one you know but I hated it growing up mm-hmm. I really did but I was 12 and wanted Star Trek and it wasn't Star Trek I love it yeah everyone out there if you agree with Joe if you disagree with Joe shoot us an email bjgeeknation at gmail.com I want to hear what your takes are on this um, but right now we need to get to Mr. Gareth Von Kallenbach from Skewed and Reviewed Von Kallenbach <laughs> Gareth Von Kallenbach joins us from Skewed Skewed and reviewed that is SKNR.net. And I know Comic Con just recently happened, and we got a bunch of news from Marvel and Disney and more. And at the same point, D23 is coming up. I have to imagine there's going to be more news. Yeah, they, um, you know, they have a lot of stuff. It's completely sold out already, which is very uh, impressive considering while they do sell out last year, you know, there was still Friday afternoon, there were still a few uh, tickets here or there for Sunday and that, and they're completely swamped. And part of this is the fact that the reputation continues to grow every single year. Mm -hmm. You have the new Fox properties coming in. But the big thing is they have so much entertainment that covers the TV, the um, new Fox acquisitions, the upcoming movies. But on Saturday, they have a big showcase, and it's a couple hours long. And what they do is the live-action studios, and this is, of course, Marvel. This is, of course, Lucasfilm, Disney. Oh, gosh, yeah. And, and in case, I know it's not live-action, but Pixar all come out, and essentially they reveal their slate for the next two years. And these are often uh, accompanied by exclusive clips and um, the celebrities. Like a few years back, I remember, you have to – all your electronics have to go into a sealed Mylar bag just to yeah. – you know, get in. You get in there, and they're like, "Okay, here's the Russo brothers, and here's a clip from Captain America: The Winter Soldier. We just filmed it last week. It still has temporary effects." They show us the scene, and then, ladies and gentlemen, Chris Evans, Anthony Mackie, and another one of this boom right there. And then they they introduce another clip. So you have a lot of people going, "Well, what are we going to see?" And you know, like for example, I I think the Jungle Cruise is a strong candidate because Dwayne Johnson has come to the convention before. It was coming out this year. They moved it to next year. It's a high-profile picture, Dwayne Johnson, Emily Blunt, so on and so forth, based on a very popular attraction at the park. So you're probably going to see our first look at that. But then, as you mentioned, we have the Marvel shows. Uh, films we had all we had uh, well you're going to see the shows as well as the yeah films, yeah but. I mean they're going all crazy with Disney Plus 
Right. So we may get some new uh, details. We may get um, like Black Widow, which is currently filming, may actually get to see some scenes to, uh, from that this time out. So lots of stuff going on. And then, of course, the, the whole Star Wars thing is a huge issue because people are starting to wonder, are they going to mention something beyond the next film in terms of what their plans are? Now, they've talked about taking a few years off. Hard to say. Hard to say. Now, my and question, so, my big question right. on this right now is the fact that there was supposed to be a new Mutants movie out last year. It got pushed back, is continuing to be pushed back. Do you think they're going to be talking about that? Because I've heard some rumors that they might just be shelving this movie. Yeah, basically what happened in the last couple of weeks was that Disney took a good hard look at a lot of these Fox properties they inherited. And they weren't impressed with the way things were being run. Apparently, there was a lot of stuff that was just having money thrown at it in development. They uh, were essentially looking at the stuff that was coming and said, we don't see a lot of commercial viability here. And then they got stung pretty hard by Dark Phoenix. Yeah. I mean, these were all things that were done before they uh, acquired Fox, but they're the ones that got them. And apparently they went through a lot of the projects, including the diehard year one that had been languishing in development and said enough. And apparently wow. they swallowed. I heard rumors that they swallowed $60 million in developmental costs because they were just not happy with what they were seeing. And unfortunately, New Mutants falls into that. We got reports that apparently the executives looked it over and were not impressed at all. In fact, words like unreleasable, unmarketable were bandied around. And uh, there are some saying that, you know, what's going to happen is it's either going to be stuck on a shelf somewhere and then it'll quietly make its way on a streaming service or, uh, you know, maybe licensed off to someone. I don't know if they try to dangle it to Netflix or something or to run before Disney Plus launches or uh, I've heard some say it might just quietly be released on Hulu. But that's basically what they've done. You know, we know they're full bore on Avatar and there's other Fox franchises that they're moving ahead with. But basically, they took a serious look at the inventory and said, these are the viable ones. These are not. And folks, we're not doing business as usual. In fact, some of the stuff in production that has been approved, apparently some of the filmmakers have come forward and asked for more money for reshoots. And, you know, they're used to just getting a check, no questions asked. And Disney's like, we need to see some detailed storyboards about what you're planning to do. Wow. And so, yeah, they're, they're you know, because... That's it. They they look at it and say, we have a history of putting quality products out. We have a history of putting financially successful products out. We're not going to keep rolling the dice on these things, especially when the recent track record has been underperforming. And so you're going to adopt to our way of doing things or they don't get made. It's that simple. Damn. And so this really, really stands to reason that there's going to be a ton of news coming out of D23. I know you're going to be there. I know you're going to have all that information so we can get the rundown on that. People can find out more information as it's happening at SKNR.net. That is skewed and reviewed. You can look it up on all social media as well. Thank you so much, Gareth. Anytime. Take care. Thank you so much, Gareth. And now it is time for The Geek Sheet with Vicky. Hey, Vicky, what's going on? Uh, I mean, it's Friday, so that's movies, right? Movie time. Movies. Uh, Yeah. One big movie coming out today that uh, 
It's getting 73% of Rotten Tomatoes, 86% for the audience score, and my nieces are going to be excited. It is The Angry Birds Movie 2. <laughs> two, that's right. I've seen this movie too many times and not even in order, so I can't tell you all what happens. <laughs> like, in what sequential order. Does it really matter what those are? They're Angry Birds. It's an yeah, app. It's, like- actually, it's actually really cute. It's really fun. Uh, well, the first one, I obviously haven't seen the second one yet. Um, Jason Sudeikis, Josh Gad, uh, Leslie Jones, Bill Hader. They're wow, all, there's a lot a of lot names of, to this. A lot of yeah. names. Uh, you know, Rachel Bloom, Aquafina. Oh, just Aquafina's a, awesome. Danny McBride, Peter Dinklage, Pete Davidson, wow. Maya Rudolph. It's basically like the Maya Rudolph, you know, Jason Sudeikis, Bill Hader kind of crew. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of the SNL guys. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, it's, it's fun. like the first movie was a lot of fun. This like looks like it's getting well reviewed, so... And All right. I'm, if it's something that your kids loved before, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure they're going to be really fine with now, too. And I'm a big fan of Bill Hader's voice acting work. Like, anytime he yeah. does a character, it sounds like him, but it's always different. And I love it. <laughs> like, uh, he's a character on Bob's Burgers. He plays the robber, the bad guy in, like, the first couple seasons or whatever. Does he, he really? He popped up. Yep, that was him. I didn't even realize that. Yeah, I like to think that I have that that <laughs> gift where I can pick out people's voices in cartoons. I'm like, I know who that is. There's a there's a great clip uh, online where he does uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger impressions uh, on on a, like on a Fallon or one of those shows. Spot on, really, like, really, really wow. spot on. So. See that talent, man. Talent. I know, right? Such a talented guy. And uh, the next movie, not necessarily nerdy, but I bring it up because we were talking about Preacher and uh, one of the producers of this movie, Seth Rogen. Mm-hmm. Good Boys. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I this... want to see this. It looks filthy. Yeah, it seems like a new super bad, but the mm-hmm. kids are a little bit younger. So, I mean, like maybe like fifth or sixth grade or something like that. Yeah, sixth graders. Sixth okay, graders. sixth graders. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's pretty fantastic looking. So, I just wanted to pop that one in. Uh, uh, one more, and I'm only bringing this one up because it says it's mystery and suspense along with mostly comedy. Uh-huh. Uh, it's called Driven, and apparently this is based on real events. Really? So it's set in the early 1980s in California, and it follows the um, John DeLorean, who's played by Lee Pace, as the iconic DeLorean Motor Company owner, creator, whatever, Um And it's through the eyes of the friendship with his charming ex-con pilot turned FBI informant, Jim Hoffman, played by Jason Sudeikis. Whoa. Uh, I know, right? Uh, DeLorean turned to unsavory activities to save his financially troubled DeLorean Motor Company. And it was Hoffman who was all too willing to lure lure the car designer slash engineer into a cocaine trafficking ring set up by the FBI. Whoa, this is real? Isabella, like you know, a real story. Yep, yeah, wow. yeah. DeLorean's fashion model wife, played by Judy Greer, is also. Uh, it's just no nonsense. A lot of. It's it would just, be it's ridiculous. It would what be this fascinating. Like. It would be fascinating because just the fact that the DeLorean was essentially a flop, and the only thing that really quasi saved it were the Back to the Future mm-hmm. movies, and even then it didn't save it. It's just the fact that now, especially it's a now, collector's item. Yeah, and they. I know they tried to make some uh, the couple of years ago, like try to put them back into production. I think that kind of fell flat as well. I don't think anybody wants any of those winged, doored, I think they would, but it's cars. probably selling it for something ridiculous price. And That's yeah, it. they were big, giant, heavy machines. Like, they weren't very uh, aerodynamic or, you know, what would you call a uh, fuel, like... Efficient. Efficient, mm-hmm. exactly. So, yeah. I like, mean, they, 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 what is it? Uh, Volkswagen came back with the old school Volkswagen van, but they made that an electric van. Ooh, an electric DeLorean? 
Could you imagine? <laughs> I'm Boy, trying to. They don't right need now. any gas. Remember, remember what they oh. had. They just used trash. Right? <laughs> yeah, they used roads? the Mister Mr. Fusion. Yeah, <laughs> we don't need roads. <laughs> That's the only way they're going to be able to bring it back. Well, until next time, guys. Stay nerdy. Your inner geek wants to come out and play. But where to go? Join Vernon Wells, the ultimate club where you and your fellow geeks can hang out, play games, and just nerd out 24-7. Whether you love RPGs, video games, or are just a major fan of sci-fi and geek culture, Vernon Wells has something for everyone. Let your geek flag fly at Vernon Wells. Sign up today and see for yourself. VNW.club. That's VNW.club.